We are joined here at the table from my left clockwise. You have Gary. Say hi, Gary. Hi. Susan. Hello, people. Dennis. Yo. And Chloe. Hi. We are the Forceful Five. That's the best I can come up with. <laughs> we we're, just made that I'm going to leave. No, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, like we're, a... we're dropping that name. Yes. We sound like a cheap spinoff of, like, Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of are. The, okay, bo- the so... Bollywood version? The Bollywood version. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off with Chloe. Could you be so kind as to draw two pieces of paper? Okie dokie. And would you read the first one? Okay, so the first one is personal stylish slash shopper. The second one is hunting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and it wasn't me. <laughs> this goes dark very quickly. Yeah. Just as a disclaimer, for anything that Gary says, it is not a representation of what the rest of the group thinks. We're all disassociated. This yes. is like it could be like a different spin on what we were just talking about. Parkour. <laughs> Parkour? Yeah. Oh yeah. Chasing stylists through the city. Hunting them down through all the boutiques. I'm not just saying. <laughs> so what if, what if you were to actually hire um, parkour athletes who happen to have impeccable style and they mm. jump out from the ceilings of the uh, of the stores that you're working in, uh, shopping in. So they jump out with your selection of clothing ready to go. So they appear like ninjas, parkour athletes like ninjas. Huh? Hmm. Honestly, I'm terrified. Honestly, I, I wouldn't know how to react to any of that. It's like, it's like, hey, here's some clothes. Like, no, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought, honestly, you would just have stylists that kind of get far from deer, from bear. From okay. war and just create a create new style of clothes. Maybe in your dystopian, you know, Vlad has a couple of dystopian ideas. <laughs> oh, 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 I have it. I have oh, it. I have it. I have it. An expert hunter who happens to be a stylist. So he is shooting the furs that match your skin tone. You go out into a, an endangered animal retreat. And then he he shoots the furs for you that can then be and, made and into an endangered animal <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're the last rhino. Will you match my skin color? <laughs> Wow, that's like just so like not right. Okay, mm. you have to kill like a thousand. I'm, honestly, I'm yeah. down. I love this idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how, how do we raise venture for that? What's my elevator pitch? <laughs> hey, come, come, kill the endangered species. <laughs> oh god, but do the good things for the <laughs> for the oh, Kardashians of the world. <laughs> oh man, anybody have anything productive to add to this? <laughs> honestly, no, I think I'm we're getting into very touchy subjects, so yeah. I'm gonna go and pick. Another I'm pretty two. sure Peter is Go somewhere. Ahead, <laughs> so the first one I got here is toys. 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 And oh boy. Uh-oh. The second one I have here is nursing. You know, as a kid, you're usually running around a lot, and there's a possibility that you could be, you know, you could run into something, or you know, and you scrape yourself, or you get a mooble, and you wah, and the, the noise starts as a child. What if you know how we have a Roomba that cleans up all the trash around the house? What if we had a little toy robot that's kind of like an R2D2, but the thing is, it was like on, it's like on a ball where it's like kind of rolling around and follows the kid. It doesn't play with it or any, with the kid or anything. But what it does is if at any point it gets hurt, the it, robot, it. the robot, the robot. <laughs> oh, okay. The robot, you, no, that's not where we're going with this. Vlad. The robot senses that the kid is in pain. It locates the, ta- the targeted area and sees if it can do anything when it comes down to like either applying a Band-Aid or applying an ice pack or anything of the sort. It's like BB-8 meets Baymax. Oh my God, that's exactly what I was, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, like so if you've seen Big Hero 6, nah. um, it, this guy literally creates a robot that 
his whole primary objective is just to take care of, like, medically take care of the See, and I uh, didn't even watch the, the movie. I'm onto something. What so. am I doing here? <laughs> I don't know, man. You gotta be wrecking in the billions pretty soon, though. I was thinking more along the lines, actually, along the lines of what Dennis was saying, but toys that help administer either medication or some kind of, something that a, a nurse would do, something that a child does not necessarily like to do, but a line of toys that helps administer pain relief or, or, or even, uh, what do you call that stuff? Vapor up or something mm-hmm. on, on the, the child. Or maybe toys that do have some kind of menthol in them, deep, deep inside, so the kid can't eat it, so that it helps like clear sinuses when they're sick. You look like you're thinking of something, Chloe. No, because when you said not eating, I was thinking, what if they ate it? Because you know how kids just, they put literally everything in their mouth? Yep. Usually, what if there Give were... Them a Yes, <laughs> but well, like they, you could do like a teething but, like, ring. You like, let's say they have a teething ring. Cute. You know, let's say the kid doesn't like cough syrup. You put it inside the teething ring. Mm-hmm. You put the medication inside the teething ring, so then they get their dose, but then they also don't realize it. Or you just right. give a ba- you give a baby a bottle of whiskey and call it a day. <laughs> I wanted to go to a toy hospital. Oh. I mean, that's very old-fashioned. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, a lot of people have toys. They get broken. And, I mean, for me... Okay, so I traumatized Chloe years ago. She's still traumatized. Because there used to be a doll hospital where you could bring your old collectible dolls. Oh, that was scary, man. That's terrifying. They're just doll body parts all over the place. So they burned it to the ground. Well, it's it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) But there were, like, heads lined up all along the shelves. Arms, legs, like Arms and legs and bins. Yeah, I got to check this out. Make sure it's burnt to the ground. (laughs) That's frightening. And they were like eyeballs and... To this day, you can't even have that doll in your room. I can't have... It's like... It's like... No, it's like... Have you seen those like horror movies with dolls? Chucky's back. I can't. I can't. (laughs) All right. Before we keep talking about dolls... That... that, 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 Don't freak me out. come freak you out, yeah. All right. So we got two more. We got Fitbits. Oh, boy. And Coding Camp. Oh, actually, that... Okay. Those work together Those actually work too... That's like a little bit too close. Well, uh, no, still. Well, no, really, there's, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of ways you can you can innovate that. I mean, what if per line of code, it's kind of like to keep it's track code, of, not coke. I said code. Okay, just make sure you're thinking of the right thing. No, I don't. I don't think your mind is in the right place. <laughs> what I'm thinking of. It's kind of to differentiate, like, uh, a bullshit developer from an actual developer. Think of it as somebody that wears this Fitbit and per line of code, it registers to the Fitbit. Says, well, all right, so he wrote a decent si- a decent line of code. This next guy, and then they kind of compare. And this way, you can kind of tell who's writing good code and who's writing just bullshit to get the, and get through the day. And this way, companies a can track where their money's being spent on you know on crappy coders. And two, pretty much at the end of it, you, they can get a reward of some kind. You know, like if you're the top coder of the month, you can get I don't know, you can get a day off for just one day of the month. Yeah. I mean, really, it doesn't take much. I mean, if I, I love what I do and I'm coding, really, that one day off, it's like oh well, nice. I'll take that day off. Oh, I was thinking something meaner. What if it is actually, you think about a different future where, like, everybody's just kind of forced into this factory line of code production, and you've got the Fitbit on you because every time you make a mistake in code, it tasers you. Okay. <laughs> again, again, we're going back to shock therapy. Oh this is the second episode See, where we've been talking about shock therapy. <laughs> <laughs> So, so far, oh. I think we're the we're the darkest in this room. <laughs> I, I was just thinking. I was just thinking. So, as, as you write code or do anything for that matter, you you'll come across points where you're just like, oh man, like what I did was really cool. There's no like decent way to capture that, but like like for example, like when you're playing Xbox, you'll say, okay, Xbox, like capture capture that or whatever, and it'll like, capture that gameplay. What if that that Fitbit? 
was really just like your your coding portfolio. So when you go for your quarterly review or something like that, you just or like an interview, yeah, you know, or an interview, you just take that take that Fitbit, plug it into a computer, boom, your portfolio is right there of just like things that you've coding products that you've made. <clears throat> All right, anime. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Garbage pickup. Anime meets garbage pickup. How do we innovate that? A trash man anime. I'm pretty sure that, I mean, like, they've already made an anime for they McDonald's. They have an anime, yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so like, it is for, the trash for, man. For, like, anime. a guy. <laughs> Heck, I mean, you have an anime like One Punch Man where it was created by a five-year-old. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. It was originally created by a five-year-old, and then the manga artist picked it up and made it in what it is now. What if the storyline cool. was that it's, like, this guy who's kind of, like, I don't know, got, like, some evil eye on him, and he's a sanitation guy, but, like, every stop he makes, like, where he picks up garbage, there's something different in the garbage that comes out to get him. I like where you're getting with that, because it, it really gave me an idea. With the same concept of bringing the guy, the guy goes to everybody's garbage, what if sometimes you'll find something in the garbage that'll tell a story, something bad, you know, it's probably might be happening in the house or has happened there that the guy tries to fix. Maybe it's like a mystery every time, you know, that's made into an anime. That's kind of cool. Like each trash can he goes into. Yeah, like, you know, by, uh, you know, trash man stops by the house. He sees that there's a piece of glass, there's some blood. And then, you know, you know, he would think that, you know, maybe somebody broke some glass. But, you know, in reality, you know, there's a murder in the house like the other day. Yeah. And, you know, they figure all this out and create it into an anime. And, like, what if it was a guy that is just a normal garbage man making an honest living? He'll sometimes see trash. He picks up an item, but that item for some reason makes him have like some sort of flashback type moment. But it's not actually a flashback. It's just like showing him something. Yeah, yeah like a vision. Like Yeah, like, like a vision. Mm-hmm. And he has a some like he so he, like he knows what happened, mm-hmm. but so he, he feels the energy of the item. Yeah, so like he, like he knows what happened. Did you guys but he needs to somehow figure out I think me and Vlad are just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> kind of back here. God, or we just don't watch enough anime. So <laughs> All right, I, I was approaching this from the other perspective. What if we had trash? collectors do anime. So what if we basically had an anime series on uh, blue-collar workers, where they created the storyline based on whatever they wanted? What if the trash cans make the anime? Oh, man. Dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, All right. Move on. My turn to draw the papers. What do we have? Paper number one is swimming. Paper number two is treasure hunting. Atlantis. Love it. <laughs> Done. Next paper. <laughs> See, the thing is, my idea was when I was in a, when, when I was in swimming school, our instructor would throw rings, and the part, like we would have to get the rings. But I, I, I didn't realize this as a child. That was kind of uh, you know like I'm a performing dolphin. So really, oh, dude, so re- you just had a brilliant idea. You so, don't even see it. So. Go ahead, finish. How do you do that, man? <laughs> now I want to know. I don't want to finish my sentence. <laughs> Wait, can dolphins smell? I believe so. They can talk to each other without speaking. So what if we were to train dolphins as treasure hunters? We keep using all these technologies and stuff to find sunken ships with treasures on them. But what if we were able to brief and train dolphins oh, to and find I, the treasure? You trailer? know what I can do? I can. You can train the dolphins. I'll train the sharks to eat your dolphins. <laughs> I think we should move forward. Anyone um, have any parting thoughts on, on swimming and treasure hunting? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Susan, I think you're up to the draw. Okay. Okay. First is... Oh, shit. Cold Fusion. Oh, wow. Just got serious. Wow. Cold Fusion and Shooting Ranges. 
Cold fusion and shooting ranges. Pretty sure that I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure that so, there was like a base out in the middle, of like Nevada. Nuclear. Where... Nuclear. Cold fusion instead of uh, you know uh, nuclear energy is busting cells open. Cold fusion is pushing them back together. Huh. Freeze ray. Cold fusion. Get it? That's uh-huh. not what it, at all what it is. No. Pretty sure there's a. I'm pretty sure there's like a research facility in North Korea that's looking at this right now. Cold fusion and shooting ranges. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is North Korea. <laughs> Imagine if you could somehow pack cold fusion into a small cartridge, then you can use that because it's much safer than nuclear fusion, right? Or fission. Mm-hmm. So you can use that to power guns. Right. I was actually thinking the same Firearms. thing. Because the thing is, what if you were able to minimize the split when you're shooting? You get the what I mean? split? Yeah. Or am I just thinking of the wrong thing? I have no idea what you're thinking. I, I don't think I know what I'm thinking. Well, I was thinking what you just said, because the whole thing about cold fusion is, right, you need to actually, okay, this is probably too geeky, but what if you actually could load up a gun with a cold, that, with fusion a, core. A, a fusion core, and essentially instead of launching a missile, you actually launch that little thing like into a pond, into a lake or whatever, and that becomes your cold fusion vessel is the pond or the lake. Yeah. I, guys, I think I think we're hitting the topic where the, like, the NSA is listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if we use that for good, though? If, if, if you can shoot, somehow use... At birds? Uh, <laughs> no. If you could somehow shoot uh, free or cheap or inexpensive energy technology like cold fusion, which is probably very expensive, not at all inexpensive, but if you can go and somehow shoot that into poorer or underdeveloped countries where you don't have a, a government that's helping its people, like a North Korea, so that you could just give energy to the masses. North, Kimi- North Korea loves its people, don't you know that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that could also... Like, if the government's not helping the people, there's probably some level of corruption at the top, too. Mass, yes. So yeah, that so... Supersede that. So if we're, giving, if we're giving them a like extremely high-powered chemical product... That's rule the world kind of product, isn't that's, it? That's kind of frightening. <laughs> Susan, you had to pick this one up. <laughs> so I'm just extremely curious now because we have only three left. Can we see what the last three would have been? Minions. <laughs> oh, it's already good. Antibiotics and robots. Robots that serve minion antibiotics. What if you had a minion army of robots? That injected antibiotics. <laughs> yes. See, now that's kind of... That's kind of scary, well, they're, they're, though, because what uh, if they rebel? The robots would just win, because, like, eventually they'll administer so many like so many doses of antibiotics that will just die from bacteria and then the, the... You assume the robots want us to die. Maybe they just want to control us. But I mean, once they can figure out, once they can figure out like how to build each other, they don't need us. I'm still, I'm still for the simple robot that just dispenses minion antibiotics. It's that simple. I don't have to worry about any robot killing me or finishing me off. I just get my minion, minion vitamins. I chew them. They taste good. My kid's healthy. It's all good. I'm good. <laughs> So when I think minions, everybody thinks of the cute little guys from from the Minions oh movie. Oh my god, you're you're thinking from biblical Spickle. minions. I'm thinking well, like nah. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like servants, like hunchback, like scary looking. Yeah, hunchback and Notre Dame minions. Yeah, 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 exactly. So a robotic um, cyberpunk minion that 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 roams roams around the castle. And what, what castle? was the third one? You live in a castle. I live in a castle now. Uh, antibiotics. Whoa. 
Whoa. Okay. Right. What if okay. it was a like you know kind of like a henchman like gargoyle type like like yes master kind of thing where it was like can they only be put was, down? This is a real question. <laughs> but it was cyberpunk. So let's say you got this like half orc gargoyle type robot th- cyborg thing. I'm terrified at this point. <laughs> But what if, like, let's say it's in one of those, like, fantasy RPGs where, let's say it's actually a healer. Maybe you just created a new class for World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> so so is, just a misunder- is he a misunderstood antibiotic giver? See, the thing is, I, one, one thing about your castle, you don't live in a castle, you live in an apartment. So the question is, one, can we put them down if they misbehave? And two, do they live in a cage? Do I give them a bed? <laughs> You're being very, very technical. No, you, you, <laughs> they're you robotic turn minions. They're robots. You turn, you oh, so what? I just stuff them in the closet like my vacuum. That's yeah, kind of, but they're. You just said they're like they. They have to be like a minion. Like, well, well, I mean, like, oh, you guys are thinking maybe a vaccine type antibiotic. But the real meaning of antibiotic is to kill off biological creatures. So what if right, it was a so What if you have to drink their tears in order to be healed? And and this is an anime where the garbage man is the only one that can save them. Ah. And then they all go to Boom. the shooting range. There we go. Six of them. Six six topics all together. Great job, guys. Okay, guys. Thank you. That's been a fun episode.